Blog Talk Radio. to another episode of the Sound Heart Radio. Put off the old man and put on the new man created in the image of God. So, other words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 4. So, we're going to take a look at what he means this afternoon uh, very closely. And please note that these these very powerful uh, verb tenses uh, in the Greek are decisive and substantive for believers to understand. We must understand the Word of God and what God is saying to us. We cannot we cannot merely read the Word. Uh, one must. Uh, read the words of perception and understanding in order to know the will of God. And so we are considering the we are considering Pauline anthropology. And that is the new anthropology that centers in the person of Christ. If any man in Christ, Paul writes he, uh, he or she is new creation. The old things, the Greek word is archaos for old, the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become qualitatively new. Such is the power of the word of God. Now, note the language. If any man in Christ, he is new creation. So, the the documents of Paul emphasize this new reality because it means that, the, as Jesus said in John 3, the one who has come to believe in him has passed from death. That is, the, the state of death into zoe, into life, into life. So there is that hiatus, that break, that decisive break with the old. There is that radical antithesis from what the past was. Now the individual is new creation. Hence, we speak about the new anthropology, the new humanity in Christ. Jesus Christ is the second Adam, according to Paul. The first Adam disobeyed the known will of God in Genesis chapter 3. Now, it's very interesting that at the last verse in Genesis chapter 2, which talks, which states that the uh, 
man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. And then in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, we read, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast beast of the field that the Lord God had created. Now, there's a relationship, a very interesting uh, grammatical relationship between the word nakedness or naked in the last verse of Genesis chapter 2 and the first verse of Genesis chapter 1. So, naked and subtle. And so the writer builds on something very powerful here. There's a very powerful synthetic connection that that the writer is making about na- being naked and the subtlety of the serpent. Or the nakash in Hebrew, he is called the shining one. And what is very interesting also about Genesis chapter 3 is that the Nakash, uh, note very carefully what I'm saying, the Nakash has a conversation or rather a a soft interrogation of the uh, of of the Isha or of the woman about God. She does not realize that she is under soft interrogation. Now, there's also hard interrogation, which makes the individual uh, under interrogation potentially become very defensive, and therefore uh, he will not or she will not reveal uh, what the interrogator wishes for for the individual to reveal. So soft interrogation is very powerful, is a very subtle and deadly weapon, and the Nakash wielded this very deadly weapon against Isha. And he guided her, as it were. He led her, and she fell into uh, his reasoning, and so therefore he captured her. And Paul writes in Second Corinthians about Paul says that the woman of the Isha was thoroughly and completely deceived. On the other hand, the first Adam there was not deceived by the serpent. The first Adam knowingly, because he was the federal head of the race, he was responsible. He had covenant responsibility uh, toward God because he was the federal head of the human race. He sinned knowingly. He abrogated his covenant obligation with God knowingly. So he he broke the Edenic covenant. And this is why uh, he had to be made to uh, to leave, as it were. So Genesis 3 he, uh, talks about the fall of man. The fall of the first Adam, the federal head of the race. 
Now, Paul writes, as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, made new. The old, some people talk about the old sin nature and how that uh, the old sin nature coexists uh, within the divine nature uh, that the believer has received from God. Think about that. Now, in the English New Testament, one does not find that language. One does not find uh, sin, harmatia, nature, physics. You do not find those words uh, in a syntactical arrangement in any book in the New Testament. Nowhere does the New Testament say that the believer who is in Christ has a sin nature. It's not a scripture. It may be a theological doctrine. It may be a denominational doctrine, but it is not biblical. Now, what the Bible does state in the book of Romans is that uh, the Bible talks about the sarks or the flesh, the flesh. Please read Galatians chapter 5. And Paul writes, now the works of the sarks, the works of the flesh, are these. Paul does not write, now the work of the old sin nature are these. He does not use that language. Read Romans. Read uh, Paul's uh, uh, great soteriological thesis, uh, thesis to the Romans. Read what Paul states about about the sarks and the flesh. I want you to do so because I need you to understand the distinctive uh, work of God and what God has done in Christ. And that believers, believing ones, are not walking around with a so-called old sin nature. And so believers might say, well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. You will not find that statement in the word of God either. I am, state of being verb, state of being verb, I am, so, ego, I me, I am a sinner, harmarholos, saved by grace. The uh, word grace, katos, is a noun of action. And so think, think about this, a state of being verb, I am a sinner saved by grace. One does not find that syntactical arrangement in the New Testament either. It is not biblical. So, in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul has these words. And I'm going to be reading from Ephesians 4.22. Quote, that ye put off concerning the former conversation or life the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So what is Paul saying? He is saying a lot. And so therefore, uh, one needs to carefully unpack what Paul is teaching about the new estate of the believer. So first, let's go back to verse 22. That you... Put off concerning the old life, and so put off 
have an, an aorist infinitive. The infinitive is a verbal noun, whereas a participle is a verbal adjective. Here we have infinitive, a verbal noun. She put off concerning this prior life, the old man. If any man in Christ knew creation, old things are pathway, behold, all things are become new. So uh, the word old in Greek is archaos, the old ancient things. The old worn out things are passed away. And so Paul here says that these things are, are corrupt, which is corrupt according to the deceitful nature. And be renewed, where? In the mind. In the mind. Medical science, that is, medical science is beginning to understand what God uh, states explicitly in his word. Please understand that much of Western science uh, and the findings, the real findings, the worthwhile findings have been suppressed. Read Romans 1. Because they don't want people to know the or to understand God's world. So they suppress what God has done and what and what God has given to mankind. This knowledge, real knowledge, worthwhile knowledge is suppressed. Think about it. And then I want you to look up the term Skinner box, S-K-I-N-N-E-R. Look around your society. Look at, uh, and as you understand what a Skinner box is, and think about uh, the hierarchical nature of society. Think about the division, how society is so divided. But here's a command. Paul commands that as believing ones, we put off the old man. And we're to put on the new man. That is literally the brand new man. I will go into more detail uh, about this subject in our next show, my next show. So God bless you, and have a very good afternoon.